<clears throat> well, are you? Are now? About to witness the awesome, a crushing a might of uh, the U.S. Robinson Show Stop Woo is in early. Welcome my friends to a show that seemingly apparently never sort of ends to Eugene S. Robinson Show Stopper. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome to version a one, a seven. Is it four or five? I don't remember. Four or five. And the fights last night were deficient, but fortunately, thank God, G-D, I don't feel any obligation to talk about MMA if I don't want. It'll come in when you least expect it, but this is a show about something else, which I will explain as soon as Bob Riley sings us in as he has since 2007. Intro, all of nothing. From the record, Calling of the Just by Stigmata, which I own, but it's still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California where they shoot you to death in a nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and uh, uh, cause your pro tem mayor to go back to stealing checks out of Tank Abbott's truck. Still available. But listen well. Could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right. All right. Welcome, my friends. I would suggest that maybe I pay John McCain for that. But then I remember John McCain has died. So I don't feel any under super obligation to do that. And besides, before John McCain died, John McCain was very wealthy. So, uh, so yeah, this is 173. How could I screw that up? Oh, that means maybe when I listed it, I probably screwed it up. That's a pretty bad mistake. But you know what? You get what you pay for. Now, let me check. Let me see what I did. Um, hmm. I call this. I guess I can watch. Now, I'm going to be back. I call this 173. Is that right or is that wrong? I'm sorry to have to drag you into the bushes here with me. Uh, 173. So... The last show was 172. So I did it right. I just got it wrong in the intro. This is a one, a seven, uh, a three. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so um, let's get the commercials out of the way before we end up going down a very strange road. So um, Pinko, 95014. 
at yahoo.com. This discussion today will make a lot more sense to you if you're subscribed and have read the Substack. If not, you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's okay because here we give the context that I, the people who just read the Substack won't, they can only guess that, right? They don't have the patience to come in the show and the Substack. And patreon.com slash the Stomper or Stomperville. I can never remember which. We're coming to the end of the month. And uh, so this time I'm going to remember to update the Patreon so that we get paid for the shows for those of you who are nice enough to do that. There's Cash App, there's, there's uh, uh, Venmo, and there's an old-fashioned way, the way Tommy LB does via the USPS, which is a reliable way uh, to yeah, meet that cost and live in adjustment. Um, so um, so let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me back up a little bit before we get into this. Um, because it was a, 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 a convergence. Um, you know, so Kasha will go to sleep a little, well, get in bed a little bit earlier than I do because the kid goes to bed around 8.30, 8 or 8.30. She's not sleeping at 8, 8.30, so she's got some earphones and, uh, and, uh, and she's, you know, I mean, earphones are for things you want to listen to on the web. She, on the web, she likes to keep her phone very dim so it's hard to read when the kid is falling asleep. So she's listening to a lot of things, you know, have video components. And one of the things that she sent was um, a video. You know, these are all humorous things that she'll send. And, you know, she's gotten into a rhythm. She'll just send stuff, doesn't think about it. And it was, um, it was, um, apologize like your horoscope sign. And the one she happened to send me was for Virgo, because I'm a Virgo. And the person, uh, the guy who was apologizing like uh, a Virgo, is just sitting there looking at the camera for about 30 seconds like this. So apparently Virgos don't like to apologize. So then she sent something else uh, earlier today. Now you need to know in vis-a-vis the substacks, sometimes I, I know what I'm gonna write, it's been at me the whole week. Sometimes it emerges from the mist. And what I'm going to write. Sometimes, like, I got a piece for a couple of weeks from now that's going to blow you away that I've got planned already, but the person has to deliver and it's contingent on a bunch of other things. So, to, but today she sends me, um, let me see what she said. Okay. It's, uh, um, earth signs when their, po- when their partner is emotional. So I'll just show it to you. See, that's supposed to be an earth sign, a Virgo, right? And so that's two. Okay, so that's two. You're keeping track now, right? So that's two. And um, at uh, another point, somebody said to me, um, we were talking about suicide. And, um, you know, I said, I'm really not the person to talk to if you want to kill yourself. And she was like, why not? I said, I can't offer you any realistic reasons why you should stay alive. And she said, well, you know, sometimes it just it just helps for people to hear that you'd miss them if they're gone. I said, I don't know if I could even say that. 
The people who I've loved who are dead to me are as alive for me as when they were alive, except for I can't get them on the phone or see them, which is the truth for a lot. Mark Pisco, he's alive. I like that guy. Good friend of mine. I haven't seen him in 10 years. I could call him right now. We could pick up where we left off. But is he dead or is he just in Queens? I don't know. Well, since he posted to LinkedIn the other day, I'm guessing he's still in Queens. And she was like, and of course, she's trying to communicate to me. said, well, sometimes it just helps. that." To, to, and I was like, this is mummery. This is, this is window dressing. This is symbolism unbridled. This is, this is like show trials. And of course, I had to weave it back to Stalin, World War II, and Nazis. I'm sorry. But you understand the nature of a deliberative individual is that they think about things before they say them. Like I've talked about on past shows, I've had to actually apologize for stuff that I was just out of pocket on. I can remember it. Doug Whitmer hurt his feelings. I screamed at him. But I was having an argument with the woman who was my fiance at the time in Gold's Gym, and he just kept following us around, interrupting the argument, and I just flipped out. Usually I'm a bit more in control, like that woman said to me who we're, we're breaking. That big, dirty secret of Eugene Robinson is that people think you're this wild and crazy guy. You're one of the most controlled people I know. She ended up living in her car, losing her son and living in her car because the crystal meth got out of And you're correct. I've never been that out of control. Or out of control, really. Like Anton LaVey once said to me, the best thing about having control is losing it. Actually, he didn't say that. He said that about temptation, but I've adapted it. So there's this theme coming up about, about forgiveness and the mercy. And then I start to recall other times in my life. I'll give you another example. I'm in a relationship for two months I, with a woman who was recently divorced and has two kids. I realize I got to get out after two weeks. Got to get out. You know, I got to get out. I got to get out. It's just too much agitator, only some of which is mine. Right? And as luck would have it, opportunity knocks. Yeah, there he is. Opportunity knocks. And she walks through it. She's in recovery and she's a Catholic. And her priest tells her, when you're in recovery the first year, you're not supposed to be having a relationship anyway. So the priest convinces her to dump me. I tell her, the priest wants to fuck you, but keep in mind, I'm not one of those guys who are back and forth and back and forth. You break up, that's that. And of course, that was a red, for some people, that's a red flag. Like that time in Brooklyn where we were all out in the stoop. I bet you I can jump down one stair. I bet you I can jump down three stairs. I bet you I can jump down four. I had to say, I bet you I can jump down all of the stairs. They said, okay, do it. I get to the top and I realize, uh, that was pretty stupid. And I launch myself in the air and as I'm, in the air, floating over the middle of this, I realized that was really stupid. But I make it. I clear the last step and I land. But it was like God was pile driving a piece of uh, rebar through my my entire body. My felt it from my legs, my knees, all the way up. Nah, I was all right. They like you're all right. I didn't hit the ground. I was all right, but I wasn't really all right. <laughs> So no back and forth. I'm not one of these. I know she couldn't take it. 
Tuesday. She goes, I want to talk to you. So like, all right. She dumps me. Or no, sorry. Thursday, she dumps me. And I was like, God damn it. Whew. Well, that weekend, the priest tried to fuck her. Sorry for the salty language. I know this is a family show. She says, Tuesday, she comes back, says, can I talk to you? I made a mistake. The priest tried to have sex with me. You were right the whole time. And I was like, eh, 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 eh. plays games with you. You made a choice. Live with it. Later, she tried to change the narrative about when, always tried to change the narrative about, well, you know, you dumped me. I go, no, no, no. You dumped me. And she was like, nah, well, look, you are not the most forgiving person. So this keeps coming up again and again and again. Now, switch to Stephen Harmon. Many of you don't know this name. If you've read the newsletter, you know who Stephen Harmon is. Stephen Harmon is a guy who virtually live tweeted his entire life uh, as a member of this Hops Along Church or whatever, Hills, Hills Song Church in Australia through the awesome power of the internet, something I said would never go anywhere. Uh, he is looped in followers. I guess Justin Bieber used to be one of his followers. This cat in his 32-year-old or about then, I don't remember how old he is. You know what? I tell so many stories from my actual life. I don't know who watches the show, but I know nobody from my actual life has enough patience to go through the entire show to get the little tidbits that might include them. Um, and, uh, and she does know, since then, I've had sex with her once. But that was like in the 80s. <laughs> so, or in like 1990 even. So anyway, uh, um, that's neither here nor there. So, so uh, now you made me lose my train of thought because now I'm thinking sexy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So a, um, Stephen Harmon, Justin Bieber's church, uh, Justin Bieber separated from the church. It's a church. That's all I need to know, you know. Churches, these are, are an apostasy. They're an apostasy. It comes from the Kyriakos, right? The Greek word. Those who were called out, they'd walk through town. If, I don't know if you've been in Israel. In Israel, the guys, you know, if they're trying to get a, a, have a service, they need 12. They need 12 men, right? So, you know, you, there, are times, there are times if you're out in the wrong time in Tel Aviv where, uh, where they try to corral you and they're going, we need 12 guys. You got a guy. You got to come to service. So, man, you'd have a better chance getting me to a synagogue or a church or a mosque or any place of worship with a gun and a lot of cash than you would. I'm not going. I'm just not going. I'm not going. Funeral, I don't go to weddings. I don't, I don't like to go into church. I don't like to go. It's like Damien, getting Damien into the church in the omen. I don't like to go. I'll go if I have to. Don't like to go. And so, um, and so, uh, so she says, yeah, yeah you, you, you're not the most forgiving person. Okay, so Harmon is now live tweet or tweeting about the vaccine is bullshit. The the bad, bad, bad. Oh, Mr. Z is here. The um, the vaccine is bullshit. Yeah, I got it, but you know, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm oh, yeah, I feel a little under the weather. They're taking me to the hospital now. Tweeting, they're gonna intubate me. Uh, yeah, well, if I don't pull out. I got 99 problems with a vaccine, whatever. And I hope I pull out. See you guys on the other side. And he's dead. 
Now, I tweeted this out. Some of you who followed on the Twitter machine, you see that I tweeted it out. But I largely tweeted it out without commentary. Now, the head of this church, head grifter, Australian cat, who just hasn't been busted yet in my mind, he he says, uh, he in a, in a later string, he goes, hey, those of you who are delighting in the death of another, you know, you really need to check yourselves. There's some variation of that. And and I and, and I, I at this point I want to I want to I want to address consensus reality. I want to go down AI AI's road. I don't mean artificial intelligence. I mean Alan Iverson. And I I want to do that often. I like oh you know this guy's religion. You got to respect that. Why? Why? Why do I have to respect it? <laughs> Why? I mean, look, I understand why you don't have sex with your mother, your father, your si- or your siblings. If this is the essential atomic unit of a family, to have it be riven with conflict and strife and stress, you're talking about an unstable society. If it's built on any crossing any of those borders, fathers killing sons, sons raping sisters, genetic, you know, genetic corruption all along the line. Look, I got that. But respecting your religion, why? Why? Charlie Hebdo, why can't I print a, a cartoon image of, of the prophet? Oh, because you're upset? You know, there's a lot of things that make me upset. Who gives a fuck? So this cat who was who talked it like he walked it, to his credit, finds that there's a little shot in Florida when, when he dies. People are delighting in the fact that this dumbass didn't take his vaccine, caught it, and was, listen, I've often said, and I had this discussion with Anton LaVey, we were talking about deathbed uh, 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 conversions. He was like, I, 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 you know, I hope to Lucifer, I don't have one. <laughs> but he himself wasn't entirely sure. And he goes, but then he, he, went, he went procedural. He goes, what kind of precedent that would, would that send if I could live the life I've lived and then just on the deathbed go, ah, I wonder I accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior and I'm forgiven. Bing. Here I am next to Hitler in heaven, <laughs> which is something that Gene Simmons once said. He was like, do you realize, based on the rules of Christianity, Hitler can go to heaven, but I can't. You know, this guy, to his credit, I often said, you know, I want, if, if uh, I've been watching the I Am a Killer on Netflix. And I said, you know, this I had two in a row where the person was like, well, yeah, you know, I don't know. I said, came over me. I got a fucked up. I made a mistake. I don't want to get killed by that guy. That's not the guy I want to get. I want the guys that I killed him. I would dig him up and kill him again every day if I could, because that's how much that fucker deserved it. I want you to feel some sort of passion if that comes. You know, come at me that way. <laughs> I made a mistake, you know, but this guy walked it like he talked. Wrote it right to the end. Ah, I'm not going to get a vaccine. Ah, fuck you. This is all bullshit. Ah, now I'm dying. Uh, uh, and I'm dead. Now the I hear ducks. Now the priest who's got feels some sort of burning responsibility for his flock, or maybe the the loss of cash that that represents. <laughs> yeah, right. The the loss of, it starts starts to try to inject. And frequently, I used to have we used to have this, me and this friend of mine used to have umbrage fights where we would try to outrage each other. You know, and he would say something. I go, 
I can't believe that you would be so callous to think that I didn't understand that. I mean, I guess that's the kind of the, we would try to out sensitive each other as, as a parlor game. And he goes, no, no, you see, you see, it's clear to me that you listen so poorly to what I said. That you, you don't care. It could be, it could be, I don't know, maybe it's my age that you just don't, you know, you have something against older people. It's, it's, it, 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 you know. That's right. I had a teacher who used to say that. Jumping Jack Ergang. Look him up. Phenomenal guy. So you pay your money, it takes your chances, which was a Texan, Texas Guinean routine. You don't know. But now the cleanup that this guy is trying to do, that the, the head minister or pastor or rector, rector, rectum, <laughs> I damn near killed him, uh, uh, of his church is trying to do is like, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Really? Why? Why? Why can't I make fun of that guy? Well, you wouldn't make fun of somebody who had cancer, would you? I might, if the mood struck me. Now, I've said in life, there are only two classifications of people who have real problems. If you have a terminal illness, you've got a real problem. And if you were sexually molested as a child, you've got a real problem. You'll spend the rest of your life trying to get over shit that happened to you. You've got a real problem. Everybody else, we've got difficulties. Way to, in my mind, stomach difficulties is to, uh, 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 you know, is to, uh, is to somehow make light of them. Somehow, somehow. But this weaves itself back around to forgiveness and mercy. These are those fuzzy words like honor that I don't understand. I don't have a firm grasp of. Now, you, you if you read uh, Mary Spacuza, um, yeah, um, I think if you were abused as a child, you have a real problem. I don't want to say it's only sexual, because I know some guy who's stripped naked and held against a hot radiator by his father when he was a kid. That guy's fucked up. I also know a guy was the youngest of, of, of five kids, all older sisters who were daughters. Well, that would make sense. Four older sisters who all decided to use him as a sex toy. You know, we're going to practice kissing on Jason. We're going to practice. And then he ended up having sex with all of his four sisters. That's not sexy. And he was fucked up by it. And I, I venture a guess that his sisters to this day don't feel like they did anything wrong. I know a woman who was raped by her brother. She told me this story. I go, oh, when you guys were kids? She goes, no. I go, teenagers? No. And I'm having like the slow Alfred Hitchcock horror movie thing. Like, and, and I'm not, I'm not even going to share these stories on this show because all this stuff is going into my next book as a, a fiction, my novel. She goes, three years ago, I was talking to a 40-year-old woman. Her brother raped her at 30. I go, did you guys grow up in separate places? Was this a stepbrother? She goes, no, it's my biological brother. We grew up together. So what happened? Well, we went out drinking one night, came back, and... Welcome to Michigan. So, um, so, so, sorry, Michigan. It's, you you got to own that story. It happened in Michigan. What can I tell you? <laughs> um, truth teller. That's what I'm just telling you to do. So, um, so this 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 whole thing about forgiveness. Now, keep in mind, if you read Mary Spacuza's piece on me, it's like, I think Eugene Robinson likes to choke rowdy concert goers, which has probably made it single-handedly very difficult for me to seek 
permanent long-term employment uh, uh, places. But whatever, she, one of the things that keeps coming up, people say, well, is there any, you know, extant uh, kind of, you know, kind of personality trait that you would peg you, Jesus? Yeah, he's really loyal. Doesn't mean I don't do fucked up shit. I was just talking about today at jujitsu. I, I, I don't want to call him a friend. Yeah, let's go. It's okay. Call him a friend. This guy used to work for me, was a roommate, and it was when I had a record store. And one day his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, came in and gave me her phone number. I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna handle that. And I do it full on New York, New York, New York dude style. I go to him, I say, hey, Paul. Yeah. I said, yeah, Jessica gave me her phone number. What's your take? How do you feel about this? He's like, I don't know. He starts doing this macho guy. I don't give a shit. Go ahead, man. Fuck that. Fuck that. What I'm saying right now is. If you say, I cannot live with this, I do not want to live with this, say the word, it's done. He goes, eh, well, she's more like a sister to me now. You know, eh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, he said that. I, I could go into that story. It gets weirder where there are guns involved. I, I got to get into it. But he did say that. I checked it out. If he had said no, I had a friend. Broke up with his girlfriend in L.A. He calls me. He says, Eugene, I broke up with uh, Sarah. I go, okay. That's terrible. He goes, hey, could you do me a favor? Yeah. He goes, could you try not to have sex with her in the first year after I break up with her? I say, hey, man, what kind of animal do you think I am? I don't have to have sex with her at all. How about that? Would that make you happy? He goes, actually, yeah. I go, done. Done. So loyalty comes up. I evince loyalty. But you start talking to me about loyalty, and I start to get itchy. Because we are both talking about something that's ill-defined that ultimately has me reaching from the zipper on my pants to keep my wallet in place. Honor, loyalty, these things. And I put in that thing, I, but, you know, uh, you respect. Respect. You know, you, 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 you need people to check your humanity. Humanity. The guy was a fucking stooge. He was so so I start thinking about forgiveness and mercy. And so the piece in Substack is about the numbers of times that people have told me to my face that I am going to kill myself. And so I'm talking to Kasha. This is when I, like minutes before I was scheduled to to at breakfast, minutes before I was scheduled to to write the Substack. And she goes, Would it kill you just to say, you know? You on this planet makes me happier. I go, well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. That's going to require me to do some thinking. And I'm sure the person who's hearing that would like to have my response be immediate. Who, how can I tell them that life is worth living if they don't want to believe that? There's nothing I can provide them that would, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a carny trick, Right. Either you really believe life is not worth living, in which case I can't stand in your way. And I would, it would, I believe people should be able to kill themselves. If you want out, you know, keep in mind, there have been a couple of people who were in the midst of killing themselves, much like me jumping down those stairs, realized, oops, made a mistake. These are usually people who jump off of things and have time to think before they hit the ground, specifically in this instance, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. There have been a couple of people who survived. And the guy said, as soon as he became airborne, he was like, ah, this was a mistake. 
And the thing with that bridge is you don't you don't get screwed up really until you clear the deck. And when those winds come whipping under that Golden Gate Bridge, you're upended, and by the time you hit the water, baba bing, you're done. This guy was rescued by a walrus. It's a great story. A large brown being that was aquatic. It was either a walrus or a Negro. And I wasn't there that day, so I don't know. <laughs> so she's like, you know, so what you're talking about is window dressing. You know, like these are, and this is, is this is the nature of these little, these little joke clips that, 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 um, um, that, that she's sending me that, that like, it, this is not computing for the Virgo head. <laughs> you walk in and you tell me, man, I feel like dying. I was like, well, that's a different perspective. Uh, I don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, now in the instance, I bookend the piece. There's a guy who tells me he wants to kill himself. And through, you know, I share with him exactly what's going through my head when he tells me that. You read what I said in the sub stack. And then, and then there's a guy at the end, uh, I bookend it with another guy who said, who, who tried to, he, I, what I leave out of the, the sub stack is the fact that he OD'd, he OD'd, he said, he said, I have enough now to do it, heroin. He had a problem with crack, a British kid, came to San Francisco. His father put him up in a nice place in Pacifica. That wasn't going to last. He was, it's too staid for him. I need to be where the action is. So he moves to an apartment in the Tenderloin, which is like San, New York, 42nd Street from the 80s, 70s. So his problem was crack. He says, I can't, you know, I got to, I'm, I'm not. Usually come up. So I come up to his place. I'm usually really punctual. Parking was a beast. I get in at 6.05. He had already, he had already OD'd. And I call a friend of mine who's a doctor. I was like, hey, man, this guy is here. He's fucking OD'd. So uh, can I leave? He goes, no, you can't leave. You, you have to administer aid. I go, okay. Well, what kind of aid? He's in, in the piece that I link to, I, I talk about this story. But if you just read the substack, you won't get this. Um, he says, what kind of aid? He goes, well, you know, give him some mouth to mouth. I go, the fuck I will. So he's the one who's screwing tenderloin hookers and wants to die, not me. He goes, okay, well, if you're worried about getting vomit in your mouth, then 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 uh, close his mouth and do do you know do uh, mouth to nose. You can breathe in through his nose. I go, what? Like that's better? Nah, man. He goes, look, if you leave, you're gonna feel guilty. I go, no, I'm not. He goes, okay, well, look, slap his face. I was okay, that I can do. So I slapped the guy's face, nothing. He's like, you got to call 911. I go, ah, man, I don't want to get all wrapped up in this. <laughs> like, just call 911. They won't say anything to you. So I was like, all right. I call 911. They show up, give the guy a shot of Narcan in one arm, nothing. Shot of Narcan in the second arm. He lives. Gets up. His first, his first words to them and the last words, no, not the last words I heard him speak, actually were chill chill and he always had this weird accent because he's half british and then the family moved to florida so it was like half british half southern very strange accent so they take him away they let him loose his girlfriend is there the next day goes back home they're hanging out in the bed they're talking about it that he was not a junkie he was just using heroin to kill himself he uh she's hanging out lounging on the bed he reaches up snaps some handcuffs on her Snaps the handcuffs to the bed. She goes, what the fuck are you doing, Carl? What are you doing? 
She's telling me this. He says to her, I don't want to die alone. She's like, Carl, don't stop fucking around. So he fixes, shoots himself, shoots, shoots up, passes out in the bed. She's like, ah, she's screaming for the neighbors. Now he's on the bed and the bed's heavy, but she gets a burst of strength. She drags the bed and him to the door, gets her mouth to the door, screaming, help, help, help. The neighbors call. They call the paramedics. The guys run up the stairs again with all this equipment, shoot him with Narcan, and take him up to the hospital. All right. She says, I can't handle this. I can't, I can't watch him. He gets out the next day. She says to the neighbors, could you just keep an eye on him just every now and then? The neighbors go, fine. The neighbors are checking on him. If he gets out the third time, they're like, knock, knock, knock. Carl goes, oh, my God, third time. They call the paramedics. The paramedics run up the stairs. They take him in again. And he and I have a phone conversation at that point because I was doing some work for his father. And he said, uh, how'd the job go? And my dad goes, oh, it worked all right. Everything is perfect. So he's like, good, good. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Oh, they, they take him. The neighbors are now so freaked out, they got to leave. They can't stay. They said, we're going to Napa. Fuck it. We can't. We can't. We can't keep watching this guy. So the girlfriend's gone. I'm gone. Uh, the neighbors are gone, and he gets out on a Sunday, fucking ices himself. You gonna tell that guy to stay alive? There's a line in the basic training of Pablo Hummel, a great play by David Rabe, which you should R A B E, which you should read, where a guy uh, where Pablo Hummel, which of course is a play on you know Pavlovian and the Hummel dolls. Uh, it was a Vietnam vet, and he's like, yeah, you know, or no, he's in Vietnam. The place takes place in Vietnam, the soldiers, about how he tried to kill himself. He took a whole bunch of aspirins, but he didn't, and he gets out, and he went and got laid. He's trying to communicate to a new recruit who just tried to kill himself that you don't know what's going to happen. Tomorrow is not yet promised anybody, but things, strange things happen. They change. They, you know, you, you can't count on anything, you know, but cool things happen just as well. And I think about maybe, maybe I could offer that kind of speech to people who tell me they're going to kill themselves, but it's like, it's enough for me to work on keeping my shit straight that I can't help you. And increasingly, the lessons that we've taken from the 60s have been like in Rosie Greer. It's all right to cry. Even big guys do it. So there's this vulnerability that the modern man has been kind of, you know, okay, I can access this portion of my, I, can, I have now can gain ready access to this portion of my personality without being castigated by my community. But to what end? Nobody wants to hear your problems. And that's the reality of it. If the choice is listen to your problems or you have you kill yourself, well, most people to alleviate their personal guilt would listen to your stories, not me. I may, like Lou Reed said, and I quote in the piece, I got no time to waste. Wait for the man from that song. Where it gets sticky is in interpersonal relationships. <laughs> Where, you know, uh, like the woman who tried to almost got fucked by the priest, you know, she said, you don't seem like the most forgiving man. Where there's a little bit of, where you would expect it with a guy who had four sisters and four daughters and grew up with a bunch of women that, that you, you know, that you would, uh, you would expect that there would be a little bit more forgiveness as part of my shtick. But I grew up with hard women. 
I joked with my mother just like three days ago because she's refusing to get the vaccine because she got COVID and has been convinced that if she has COVID, she doesn't need to get the vaccine. And I said, you know what? You know what? You get sick again, I'm going to come visit you. They won't let me in. I'll be on the other side of the glass. But you know, you know how you'll recognize me? Because I'll be holding up a big sign that says, I told you so. And my mother laughed and she goes, I'm that type of person too. Her husband went into the hospital for a stress-related illness, came back, turns out he had had a stroke, and he's trying to get around their apartment with a walker. He now, these are not old people. Keep in mind, my mother's husband is like seven years older than me. And he stumbled. <laughs> and she said, oh, I got so pissed with him, I beat him up. It's not entirely clear that my mother, the former cop, is speaking figuratively when she says, beat him up. <laughs> so, uh, so I come from, these are the women I come from, they won't, no, there's no, keep in mind, as we figured out from 23andMe, I sit at the junction of some of the most contentious people on the face of this planet, Nigerians, Jamaicans, the French. <laughs> So in an interpersonal relationship, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, uh, I tell you, one woman was really angry at me and she was angry at me because she was suspecting that I was unfaithful and she doesn't know. And I think she was wanting to have a discussion where I could either confirm this, displaying myself to be the truth teller I believe I am. Or deny it, display myself to be a piece of shit liar, which uh, I got no reason to be. I'm not afraid that you. What are you going to do to me? You know, if this is if this is information that's going to help you somehow, I'm perfectly willing to tell you. I won't give it to you, but I'm perfectly willing to tell you. So she was leading up to saying that she was angry about this, and then she goes, and I, I before you came over tonight, I was trying to get angry, and then I just realized. This is Eugene. I didn't realize it. I'm at some restaurant. I'm at some restaurant with uh, my uh, uh, ex-wife and my mother a few years before my ex-wife was my ex-wife. And my mother's like looking at me like disgustedly. I sorry, the I got a, this thing with the computer and the plug. I got to reach for it. Um, my mother's looking at me disgustedly. I go, what are you, what's, 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 she goes, what are you doing flirting with the waitress? She's not flirting with the waitress. I'm just chatting with her. She's, you know, she's nice. I felt like, uh, like, a ta like a Henry Hill and, and the Goodfellas with my mother there. <laughs> you know, I'm just, uh, you, you're, you, you say funny things in a funny way. I'm just talking. I'm just being nice. Sorry, I got to get this. I once again, I got to get the the plug. Yeah, ah, ah, ah. So the computer doesn't go out. I got my black flag shirt on again because this comes up. Cyclical matters. See if I get it in. There we go. So I don't even realize it. I don't even realize when this half the stuff is happening. I don't know what's going on. But I do know that uh, I can't provide you with a reason to stay alive. And specifically in, in relation to this COVID vaccine, I used to be a vaccine resistor. I said, fuck you and your flu vaccines. You're not going to be. And then I realized, it's like Princess Bride, would you put the poison in the disease or would you put the poison in the cure? 
And then I figured out that you don't put the poison, I had it all backwards, that the poison is not in the cure, the poison is in the disease. Because you can successfully convince stupid people that the, that the cure for the disease is another part of the disease. And yet many of us are happy to not have polio. And I went back and forth on this a long time. You know how long it lasted? It lasted until three years ago. What happened three years ago? A friend of mine said, my boyfriend Russell is leaving. I go, oh, where's he going? She goes, off this planet. I go, he's an astronaut? She goes, ha ha, no, he's not an astronaut. We're having a death party for him. I go, he's dying. Is it cancer? She said, no, it's not cancer. It's shingles. Shingles. I don't really know what shingles are. It's connected to herpes. She goes, it was so painful that he told himself last time he got it that he would kill himself rather than have it again. And he's having another outbreak, so he's had it. Okay. So he had a death party. Everybody showed up. They drank tea. They lit incense. You know, it's Grass Valley. And he chickened out like Howie Montauk. I wrote a piece about Howie Montauk. Also had a death party, but he had AIDS. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was you. So uh, uh, Howie woke up in his death party and bitched everybody out because they had made his place a mess. And then he doubled his dosage and he ended up dying. This guy chickened out, but then everybody kind of got disgusted. And, you know, I know a couple of people who said, I'm going to die and willed themselves to die. And another was an old guy and he forgot because he was uh, calorie depleted. He forgot. And then said, I want these people here are starving me. I want to live. What's happening? And at that point, the whole family was like, fuck you. You were a piece of shit your whole life. I don't give a crap that you're 89 now. You're dead to us. And so then he had nobody to come visit him. He sort of died. So that, then this guy said, well, I get my shit together. And then he did subsequently have a death party. Apparently shingles is painful enough. So that second time around, he decided that's it. And he killed himself. I'm in Safeway. And they go, get your shingles back. And I was like, you know what? The fuck, fuck this, bro. I'm getting a vaccine for every fucking thing. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'm getting the flu vaccine. I'm getting the shingles vaccine. You got to go back for two over a six-month period. Injection size is very painful. I tried to get them to give me the pneumococcal. I have people who died from pneumonia. Who the fuck dies from pneumonia? I have at least two friends who died from pneumonia. And they said, oh, they're not going to give it to me until I'm 65. I was like, well, maybe I'm 65 now. They go, you don't understand. There's no point to it. Okay, well, give me hep A, hep B, hep C, you know, whatever, man, whatever. After these GI issues I have, and you can see I'm gaining my weight back. I'm like two, two, uh, I weighed myself there, 210. At the lowest, I was 192. I've been eating like a stevedore trying to get the weight back. So now, you know, yeah, exactly. People die from, from pneumonia. They do, you know. A friend of mine said, it's like drowning. Don't want to do that. So I'm like, screw it. How badly screwed over? The only vaccine incident I had is my oldest kid got her a, a chickenpox vaccine, and then she got chickenpox. I go to the doctor. I go, it's weird. She got chickenpox, and the doctor, in immediate, you know, uh, malpractice panic, said she didn't get it from the vaccine. I go, hey, oh, oh, wait, I wasn't making that connection at all. I'm just saying. And she goes, well, she couldn't have gotten it from. The, I said, you just stop talking. Just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been 192 
since uh, the year fucking 1990, man. Oh, and then I was going to jujitsu, and they were tossing me around like a child and mocking me violently for the. And I was like, now, now that I get the weight back, I get my 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 jujitsu, uh, 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 my technique's not back, <laughs> but because it was never there. <laughs> My technique was not, it was never there, but at least the strength and the cardio for it are there. So, um, yeah, there you go. Um, I was 150 in, uh, when I was 14. Uh, and the heaviest, of course, was the 265. I watched that thing called Transformer about uh, Croc, the uh, powerlifter bodybuilder, uh, powerlifter uh, uh, strength athlete who uh, is a woman inside. He says, you know, he's trans. It's a great. It's great. It's great. Uh, okay. I, I would also submit in that discussion that I believe that it's people are, are so heavily patterned from their previous lives that they can't shake it. Um, but of course, that would make me sound crazy. So <laughs> I can't engage in that discussion because if you think hard enough and long enough, all of us, I don't know a single person who hasn't been able to cop to pre-birth memories. I, in my pre, I just happen to have been a man in my previous life. If I had been in a woman in my previous life, I might be haunted by feelings that I couldn't shake. Also, when you deal with power athletes, strength athletes, you can't, like Bruce, former Bruce Jenner, you can't underestimate the powerful effect of hormones, but whatever, we're not talking about that. We're talking about mercy and forgiveness. So there's this idea, there's this idea that that there, there should be all of these fuzzy arenas, these fuzzy areas where, you know, oh, what happened to Tommy? Tommy got hit by a car. What was Tommy doing when he got hit by a car? Does it matter? Yeah, sort of it does. Okay, well, Tommy was uh well, it's not ideas, not uh, any memories, but sensations. I remember asking my mother, was I baptized, you know, in, in water? She goes, no, 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 no. And I realized that that was, a, that was a birth memory, all of this emerging from this water. But before then, I was violently killed in my previous life. And it wasn't that long ago. That you reached that Barrel Boy uh, documentary about that kid who could identify things in a town, you know, 150 miles away. He was like his own grandfather. I've talked about that before. So, so you know, um, so I don't, he, he was playing in the freeway. Does it change things for you? He's still dead. Well, not really. A guy who plays in the freeway, like the woman who climbed in a polar bear cage in the Berlin Zoo, and the Germans were completely unforgiving. And the Germans were completely unforgiving. And they said, hey, you know, we found that when you climb into a polar bear enclosure, these things tend to happen. Tommy's playing on the freeway. Tommy gets hit by a car. Those things tend to happen. I'm not saying we, we will miss him any less. But don't give me a hard time for mocking the guy. The guy is tweeting out 99 problems with a vaccine. One of them, you dumbass, I'm vaccinated. At this point now... I'm just asking for more popcorn while I watch you all keel over. And there is not an ounce, <laughs> there is not an ounce, an iota of, 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 
look, I understand these softer things. I've got, you know, four daughters. Some one of my Ruby said to me at one point that she said, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> She's like a line. Yeah, it's like from Raging Bull. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell sometimes the way you talk that uh, it's hard to tell the difference between you and a jerk. <laughs> and I go, the problem is I got California kids, but I'm a New York dad. Okay? So, you know, and they gave me a Father's Day card last year and, and Lola had written, she said, you know, that... Uh, you know, the, some of the things my friends have told me that their fathers have said, I'm really glad I have you as my father. You have not told me I'm too fat, I'm too stupid, I'm too ugly. These are things that actual fathers around me and around here are telling their daughters. They're kids. Now, like when I worked at Intel and I said, uh, look, I don't have to pay. Look, or at, when I worked at Apple, after working at Intel... I said, I can tell you the Intel way or the Apple way. And they go, well, what's the difference? I go, well, it's like the New York way or the California way. Oh, give us the New York Intel way. I go, okay, your idea sucks. And they got, their feelings got hurt. Can't talk to Californians that way. My kids have a hard time. They re- that's, oh, that's dad. Then they go to New York. They meet my mother, that whole side. They go, okay, okay, now we understand. <laughs> but I don't have an ounce of my, you want me to feel sorry? Because the guy who was 32 years old, had his whole life from died from fucking COVID. Him and 620,000 other people just in America, however many people, give a fuck about you guys. You had a chance. You had as much of an opportunity to get that vaccine as I did. And I can still get sick because of simpletons like you. So excuse me if I don't feel respectful, have mercy or forgiveness. Keep in mind, Carl... The guy who tried to kill himself four times. I really like that guy. Like I've told people before, and, you know, Kasha's has heard me say this, and it disturbs her. But she understands it as being the truth. <laughs> when some a friend of mine was having problems, I was like, look, look, hey, bro. If I'm the best friend you have, you're in big trouble. She was like, what, what, do you, what do you mean by that? It's like, it's, a, it's like the line from the Doors song. You reach your hand to hold me, can't be your guide. And, and you know what? Sorry to have to make another pop culture reference. The Bad Brain said it best with, you know, and in the end, you just may see that what you receive is what you gave to me. I'm perfectly consistent. I could be fucking dying here. And I'm not going to ask for anything. Nothing. People were like... <laughs> The guys in my band were like, uh, they signed up to the Substack newsletter. And they're like, hey, man, why don't you tell us you were sick? I go, why would I do that? Well, you know, in case we could do something for you. I go, what would you do for me? You're going to hold my butt? What are you going to do for me? Well, you know, just, you know, it's just, uh, I got it. This interlocking series of narratives that call we call friends. I got good friends. I, I actually do have good friends. But, uh, you know, I'm not really in a position to help them. And they were like, I like it like patronage, New York style. If I'm in, if I got an, if I got a line on something, if I got a hustle on something, if I got an angle on something, then we're in business. Have, do you know what a cock assist is? 
Chances are you don't know what a cock assist is because they're so rare. Let me tell you what a cock assist is and how this cuts to the heart of what I consider to be a proper kind of social patronage. You know what a cock assist is if you know what a cock block is. A cock assist is when a friend sets you up to get laid at no specific direct personal benefit to him. I have a friend. He's hitting on a Bulgarian stripper. Well, a wingman is, is slightly different. It's, it's, it's yeah, but wing, wingmen have been known to offer cock assist, and he's making time with this this uh, stripper, Bulgarian stripper, and she says, "Ah, yeah, sorry, you know, you seem like a nice guy, but I'm not really into you know, your you know your type." And he goes, "What's your type?" And she goes, "Ah, you know, I tend to like." big muscular black guys he could have said ah fuck you you bitch and walked out he's like i have a friend you should meet cock assist cock assist no better and you know what that cock assist begets cock assist help that guy out extend it to hey you know i know a guy who's got a line on some sks rifle cop a guy this is how great societies are built. But then you also have the, pe- the cock blockers. I'm in Gold's Gym, working out with a buddy of mine's uh, ex-girlfriend. Noelle was her name, if you're listening. And I hadn't really had time to explain my situation. At the time, I was... Uh, I was uh, uh, dating actually i was with the woman uh who the priest tried to fuck and uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> the guy who worked the front desk who had never spoken to me before ever sees us working out we're chatting he stops looks over at me and says as loud as it takes for me to hear over the 20 yards Hey, Eugene, you still dating that chick with kids? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Walks off. She looks at me. Look at her. He's like, you got one more set. Ah, we never worked out again. She never spoke to me again, but we finished that workout. I went to the guy later. I said, hey, man. It's kind of funny. You've never spoken to me before, and yet, out of the blue, you spoke to me to ask me about my relationship status. Does that seem strange to you? He's like, what do you mean? Now, either he knew her ex-boyfriend, either he was making time with her, or a friend of his was making time with her, but he walked all the way across the room to cock block me for no discernible reason, and that is an unstable society. Unstable society, whatever. Low society. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't get the woman. Is that self compliment? I didn't get the. I don't understand. I didn't get the. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So all these fuzzy things, all these words that you can't put. I understand very direct action. Dude refused to get a COVID vaccine. Dude is dead. Let the comedy begin. 
Tommy was playing in the freeway, got hit by, by the car. Let the jokes begin. Well, at least, Jen, I had a discussion with a woman up at Random House Books. She said, don't you think pop culture is so mean, the coarsening of American culture? I go, maybe. Or maybe you're not mean enough. So to double back on something that we have, and my wife says, what do you, what do, what do you mean that if I'm the best friend that you have, you're in big trouble? It's like, um, I feel comfortable with partnerships. I feel uh, comfortable with uh, associations. I feel comfortable with corporations, incorporations. I feel comfortable with roommates. It's that that is hard hard bound. All to be all roommates, all we gotta do is live in the same place. But where things get fuzzy, and this priest, a priest, this pastor for the the Hillsong Church, holding it down for the dude who's dead, won't admit whether or not he himself has been vaccinated. <laughs> exactly, Mister Z's got it right. I don't have to guess whether or not they're going to screw me because at that point, them screwing me is like them screwing themselves. And that's a relationship I can trust. Unless you have somebody who's really self-destructive, not an honest broker. I meet on, I, I, I meet honest, dishonest brokers all the time. Dishonest brokers are usually trying to get me to do something that, that, that I don't want to do, that they want me to do, that they're trying to convince me is for my, for my, in my best interest. And we're a few weeks from talking about that. I'll tell you right now. Oh, we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Oh, I'm talking more about it right now. So, uh, um, so the whole substack essentially is the beginning justification for forgiveness and mercy. When we talked about why murder is wrong, we spent two weeks talking about that, and it was because it creates an unstable society. My definition of cruelty, which is part of that murder thing, was okay. I don't really know what cruelty is without a moral or evil, without a more uh, evil. What evil is without a moral dimension, and it ultimately we ended up saying it was a, a delight in cruelty. And I said, well, you know, I know I delight in cruelty. You know, I was raised in the Three Stooges. A guy falls down the flight of stairs because somebody put a roller skate on it, a cruel action. I find this amusing. So I don't think that was evil. So we still can't decide what evil is. I have backed up, but we do know what, why, why society should be aligned against murder in the same way that they are aligned against incest because it breeds an unstable society. All of these, so you have to question all these other words, forgiveness and mercy. The illusion is that they breed more stable societies. My theory is that, like to what follow Mr. Z says, uh, uh, um, my theory is that they don't breed more stable societies. They breed societies with rot in them. What what would I have to forgive my financial advisor for? Nothing. He makes me money. He makes us money. He makes us money on my money. If he absconds with that money and I catch him, 
There's nothing that he could say that would get me to forgiveness. He's worked counter to our interest. You do not get a vaccine and I get sick and die. You have worked counter to our interest. You get the vaccine and you get sick and die. Well, then we're all dying. The company is shutting down. Yeah, it comes down to trust, but I don't like relying on trust. (laughs) And these words, mercy and forgiveness, these were respect. These are words that typically get employed when things get fubooed. Is that the right word? Fubooed? No. Fucked up beyond repair. Fubar. Then you start hearing the use of words like, ah, you know, uh, no, 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 no. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's, look, I, I talked about the times I've apologized. Doug Whitmer and uh, a guy in that band, Ganod. <laughs> G-N-O-D. I don't know if he wants me to put his name out, but you know what I'm just, I'm, you know. Some guy who said, Eugene, you, you know, do anything you want, but I got to ask you a few things. What's that? Like, could you not have sex with my mother or my ex-girlfriend? You can't tell me stuff like that. You know, you say stuff like that to me, and you know what I hear? have sex with my mother and my ex-girlfriend. That's what I hear. Fortunately, I didn't. I'm not an animal. So fuck these guys who don't take COVID vaccine. And if you haven't taken the COVID vaccine and you hear me say that, I'm hoping your attitude right now would be like, (laughs) all right, because now we're gambling. In the same way that if I say, fuck, man, fuck TJ Dillashaw, I'm going to pick Corey Sanhagen. Fuck you, you're dummy for picking T.J. Dillashaw. And T.J. Dillashaw gets the judge's nod at the end. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with a cock assist. If you, if you are extending more cock assist than you're getting, you're being exploited. However, it's okay for there to be a tip for tat, to back to forth, a ding a ding a ding yeah. That's how it works. Everybody who likes me is not going to like you. Everybody who likes you is not going to like me. Oxbow's guitar player, because we've been doing music together since like 1987, we've consistently attracted different type of women. So from 1987 to even our wives now are very different. His wife is French, Polish, you know. It was never any any possibility of co-mingulation. In other words, he could it was never in a position to and yet I offered a cock assist. And once you go out with this friend of mine, she lives in the city, she's having a hard time. And she met him, didn't like him. I was like, ah yeah, you can't, you know, we're yeah, okay. He, however, has offered me zero cock assist. Anyway, Sanhagen got robbed. Everybody in that looks like looks like a piece of shit. Uh, uh, I don't know what the commentators were trying to get me to believe that T.J. Dillashaw is back. He's back. He's back. He's not. You know where he's back? Back to my balls. He's not back to anything. 
He didn't look as bad as some guys do when they lay off that long. He didn't look that bad. But he's not back. Sanhagen got robbed. The split decision is super close by judges. Sanhagen, for his part, deserves some of the responsibility. A guy goes in for a double leg, advances to uh, um, uh, tie, like a, tying you up around the waist uh, in preparation for doing some kind of suplex or whatever, and you don't have an answer to that, you look deficient. I don't care if you pommel that hand in so you could reverse it, you know, and get to facing him. You're against the cage being manhandled. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, and, I, and I have to tell you, frankly, nobody's asked, but I have to tell you, I found his nipples mesmerizing. Which I'm saying, I'm not entirely, it was EPO that he took before. And I know he's cleaner than a whistle now. He's got to be. But this stuff stays in your system for a long time. Yeah, yeah, at the first point, you know, but see that what happens is Sanhagen, Sanhagen is bitten by the same thing that his sugar, sugar, sugar Sean O'Malley, where they're wanting a show. And listen, Gilbert Burns said it best. He was like, my last fight, which I thought was actually a good fight against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. He said his last fight, the, the, the Baldwin was pissed off with him. It was pissed off with him. He go, and he said, look, I understand, you know, the Baldwin's got certain things he wants to see that he can sell up against, that they can make videos up against. But I got to get, you know, I got to get back on the horse. I got to get past that last loss uh, to Usman. I, you know, I had to win this one and not flashy. Just get the win. And he did. So Sanhagen is like, man, a highlight reel. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, uh, O'Malley just destroyed himself. Why the fuck would you get Takashi 69 to give you a 69 tattoo on? Uh, you can't do better than that. Well, na actually, now that's not a question. That's a statement. You gotta be fucking kidding me! I, not even because of the the teenage rape thing that the guy was looking down. It's I, I, like a snitch. Takashi sixty nine is a snitch. <laughs> Sammy the Bull Gravano is not a snitch. <laughs> Kevin Weeks not a snitch. Takashi 69, a fucking snitch. <laughs> Getting that guy, what's next? Why don't you get 32 below Gacy, Team Gacy? Get that tattooed on you. Well, he just killed the 32 teenage boys and buried them under his house. But, man, me and that guy, we, we got a lot in common. What? We like the number 32. I don't know. Oh, come on. And I'm sorry, the dude from Montana who, who DM'd me offline, I know this is your dude, but come on. Come on. Get that guy some laser appointment or get him to somebody to fix it up. Get him Jeff Whitehead up in Oregon. Get him to cover that shit. See, stop hanging out with that guy. How, yeah, I, you know, there's a rapper, there's some guy who got, gets out of court or gets out of jail and gets shot like 160, you know you know how many, those guys who shot him 160 times, they definitely had to reload. 
That's how. That's the kind of guy. That's the kind of murder I want to be involved in. I want to go fucking Eugene, that motherfucking piece of chick. And at a low three times, make sure he's dead. Sonny from The Godfather. How that Takashi Six Nine is still walking around? I'm gonna blame that on the the uh, on, on the on the failure of 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 pop thuggery is more pop than thuggery. Uh, don't even look it up. Don't look, listen. Listen, Mr. JW. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Once you go down that hole, I was forced to be exposed to this. Once you go down that hole, you will find your IQ points just drifting. So to sum up, because we're a little bit over, and the cash is out with the kid. He'll be back any second. To sum up, you don't get the vaccine. You get sick. There's a guy standing on the other side of the glass as you try to suck oxygen through a tube, and if you Squeeze your eyes, really squint a little thought, you'll see. Fuck, is that Eugene? Oh, shit, it is Eugene. Give me my glasses. His sign says, what's his sign say? I fucking told you so. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, who does that? I do that. Fuck you. You already got strike off because you're connected to the church in my mind. Sorry if you're a religious person. I'm, I got friends who are religious and, you know, they're like my friends who are vegetarian. They never bug me with it. So it's all right. They never try to drag me to church. And, and besides, when guys try to drag other guys to church, unless it's that or jail, I suspect that's just another way to say, let me gum your penis. And there's nothing wrong with gumming the penis, but please, let's not use church as the entree. Entree. I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you. I, in the last 10 years, I had one guy ask me to go to church. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? And he's like, okay, oh, good. Forget I asked. It's like, ah. Watch that I am a killer thing. Why is everybody not talking about that? this one kid who gets killed by his girlfriend? He left home at 18. And his mother and his stepfather have forgiven the, the woman who's killed him. Why don't people start talking about why a guy would suddenly up from his house at 18 and not go to college and live a life and talk about being suicidal? Look, if men are going to be bipolar, if anybody's going to be bipolar, it's coming into or going out of going into or coming out of puberty. This guy, I'm looking at the, the stepfather. Go, oh, that guy's not right. It's not right. You know, he can now give his wife some rebop about how they don't have sex because it's, it's God's thing. No, 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 no. You're hiding something there, fella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. The Delta variant is no fucking joke. It's no joke. It's highly contagious. Fortunately, I live in California, and I'm still going around masked. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And this flu season, I'm getting flu shots. And I'm going to go, I'm going to take another swing to get them to try to give me the pneumococcal vaccine, even though I'm not 65 yet. Fuck that. I'm not a Seventh-day Adventist. I want the medicine. Give me the medicine. Until then, I'm going to keep mocking guys who don't get it and die. Not everybody is like, like that guy. So, I mean, listen, 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 listen. Trump fucked you guys over. I got that. And, and, and one of the look, you can't you can't lose if you don't quit. But I'm just give double down. You know, you lost all your money. I got more than that. I'll put my ass on. Okay, uh, you did. You did. You have. You've done. And you're done.
Oh, you, why do you have to bring politics into it? Come on. Come on. Fox has, has made, its, made its billions that way over the past years. No matter what, if I came out tomorrow and said blue, they'd go, oh, fuck you, green. Okay. Trump has admitted. They say, I don't want to wear a mask. It makes me look weak. And you know what? He's right. <laughs> Before this fucking thing, I'd see people walking around with masks. They'd be like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, what are you? And they said, well, in Japan, they do it. It's, it's to keep you from getting my illness. It's a person. It's just a polite thing. Oh, okay, I got you. That's kind of. Now, some guy was giving me a hard look in the in Safeway the other day because I'm wearing a mask. I was like, gave him, hey, hey, want to read my eyes? How about I fuck you up around the produce? I think I have a mask on because I won't fuck you up. Get carried away with this new age thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly what Mr. Z says. You know, you, you pay your money, you take your chances. You get caught, you get caught. And the guy didn't seem like he wanted any sympathy. He's like, oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Don't take it, Mr. TG. Don't take it. But when you're in your hospital bed, you peer out through that glass. That'll be me out there. Whenever there's a little guy getting pushed around by a big guy, I'll be there with the big guy. Tell him, hit him again. And that's Eugene outside with the sign that says, I fucking told you so. It doesn't work. <laughs> this guy, this is a guy, this is a guy, this is a guy who doesn't use condoms. They don't work. That, oh, is condom 100%? Fuck no, I'm not using it. Ah, she's pregnant. Uh, I told you, I told you that condom wouldn't work. Well, actually, that was the most horrific thing ever. I don't know if it's happened to you that the condom has broken. You're like getting busy. You're like, man, these condoms are great. And you pull out, you look down, and you got like a condom skirt on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me and Tom Jode. You're like, the condom skirt on. It's like, oh, wow. Uh, wow. Huh. I hope she's not pregnant. And then she tells you she's religious. Religion she got uh, in prison. <laughs> in prison for uh, heroin. <laughs> ah, life is funny. Yeah, man. That, that whole month after that, bro, is going to be a tough one. But you know what you do? You answer their calls after that for at least four weeks. Hey, how's things going? Because you want to be able to have some leverage. You're like, hey, you know what? We get the abortion now and we could have the kid when we're all properly, you know, if they were married and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Reasons of wrath, that's good. Anyway, show's done. This is 173. We've gone a little bit over. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I you know, it's, Get the vaccine, and that way you can die, and I'll feel sorry for you if you die. Don't get the vaccine if you don't want. That way, when you die, I can make fun of you. It doesn't make a difference, you know? Um, um, 
But uh, yeah, yeah, the, the anti-vax thing. You know, I know people who are not getting flu vaccines either. I know people who don't get polio. What do whatever you want. Just like my mother used to say when I was a kid, and these are the last words: Don't come crying to me when it doesn't work out. That's it. Anyway, this is 173. <clears throat> Choking to death. Thanks for listening. Uh, go to the Substack. Subscribe. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. Tell people to do it. You know, tell the world uh, they might actually enjoy it. I, I want you to read it more than I want the subscription. If you don't read it, don't subscribe. Anyway, we'll see you uh, Monday is Care Don't Care. 14 fight card next week. Cared about two. Much like this past weekend, cared about two. Lost the Aspen Lad fight. So it was one fight, which I picked, picked Sanhagen. Didn't give a shit. So 14, the next one, and I picked two. Who gives a shit? Not going to watch it live. But Monday, Care Don't Care comes at noon. Tuesday, uh, uh, we got uh, If the Shoe Fits with uh, me, Alexi, and I think this week it's John Nash again because Kid Nate is on vacation. Thank you, uh, 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 Mr. Julian. Thank you for doing that. And um, and then that if we live until next week, got another sub stack and a, uh, uh, another show stomper after the fights. I'll watch a few of the fights. I gave you my take on Sanhagen. I don't watch any of the other fights really. One of you let me know that there's another fight I should watch in the card, and I'm going to watch it as soon as I put up the JJB, which is next. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Look what you made me do! Ah! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah.